Hi there, and welcome to The Works. I'm Ben Shea. And I'm Ben Pelletier. This week, we're looking at the 25th anniversary of an event many of us would rather not have to commemorate, the violent military crackdown on students and workers protesting in Tiananmen Square on June 4th, 1989. Events like these invariably sink into the consciousness of society and individuals. Artists respond to them, too. In part one of the show, we're looking at the work of two people who were actually there. One is Jeff Widener, who took what was to become one of the iconic images of the event. The other is Cheng Guang, who was a People's Liberation Army soldier at the time, but is now a painter. couldn't believe that they were building the goddess of democracy across the street from the Mao portrait. And, and uh, you know, you have this classic example of democracy versus communism. And it went on for days. And so all the journalists, I think, were thinking that this is like an amazing event in history. In 1989, American photographer Jeff Widener was covering the Tiananmen Square protest movement for Associated Press. Day after day, he went to the square to photograph the students and the workers in their ad hoc campsite. But by the afternoon of June the 3rd, he sensed something was brewing. I was taking pictures of a woman who got in the middle of a scuffle with the soldiers. She was taking pictures and they tried to stop her and they're actually trying to take her away and another person is pushing her back in. So there was a struggle. And I really like this photograph because, you know, you have this young girl and she's in the middle of this massive amount of soldiers surrounding her. So I think that was a pretty powerful picture. By the time darkness fell, the tension and violence had become more overt. Because I was using a flash and uh, I believe the soldiers had an order to shoot at journalists. And if they saw a flash, they know it's a camera, and they know it's a journalist, and chances are I would have been killed. Widener was one of three Associated Press photographers on the assignment. The trio was drawing straws to decide who would go where and do what. Widener got the short straw and ended up at the Beijing Hotel. I got to the Beijing Hotel, I saw the white-clothed uh, security, secret police. They started to come towards me. I saw a young for foreigner in the shadows, and it was Kirk Martson. He was an exchange student from America. And I walked up to him. I've never met him before. And I walked up to him and I said, hey, Joe, where you been? I've been looking for you. And then I whispered, hey, I'm from Associated Press. Can I come up to your room? He goes, yeah, sure. And he just picked it up like that. I mean, it was fantastic the way he went along with it. So I get up to the room, and I'm going up in the elevator, and Kirk says, it's a good thing you got here when you did. And I said, why? And he said, because just about 10 minutes ago, a truckload of soldiers came by, and they shot people in the lobby of the hotel, and they had to drag their bodies back inside. So if I had arrived 10 minutes earlier, I might have got killed. Widener went up to Kurt's hotel room on the sixth floor. He was running out of film, with shops closed and martial law in place. Kurt managed to help him get one last roll of film from a tourist. On that last roll, he shot one of the most iconic images of our time. 
I heard the noise of tanks coming down the street. The familiar sound I've heard all the time. And I go out there, and I'm thinking, well, this is not a bad picture. I mean, a nice compression shot of the tanks coming. And all of a sudden, this guy with shopping bags goes out into the street. Yeah, leaning over the balcony, and I'm waiting. I said, I'm waiting for the minute he's going to get shot. I know he's going to get shot, but he's not shot. And the tank moves to the left, moves to the right, and I'm, and I'm thinking, okay, they haven't shot him. This is amazing. Why don't they shoot him? I mean, I don't understand. So I look at the bed, and I'm thinking, this, this is too far away, this, this picture. So I go to the back, and I grab a special lens, which uh, increases the magnification from a 400 millimeter to an 800, a very long telephoto. I mean, I had to make a decision. Do I take a chance? I put it on, one, two, three, and then I notice it's one thirtieth of a second. One thirtieth of a second. That means with an 800 millimeter lens, that's an impossible picture. Forget it, it will not come out, it's impossible. I have no explanation how this photograph was sharp as it was. I have no idea, it was a miracle. It was a really a miracle. And so every anniversary, Tank Man seems to grow in stature. But nothing changes the fact of the truth. I mean, there's a lot of people that say, well, nothing happened in Tiananmen Square. Okay, if they want to come talk to me about it, I will try to correct them on it. But something did happen, and uh, these are the pictures to show it. And they speak for themselves. I don't need to say anything. All you have to do is look at the pictures. The world is used to seeing the events leading up to and on June the 4th, 1989, through the eyes of the protesting Chinese students and workers, and through the international news media who were there. For Chen Guang, a former People's Liberation Army soldier who was one of those tasked with enforcing the curfew at the time, the perspective was completely different. Chen 10 has since become relatively widely known for his art, taking the events of that time as his main theme. He's tried to hold exhibitions outside China, but many of his paintings have been confiscated. In May this year, he did a private performance covering walls with paintings numbered with the years 1989 to 2014. A few days later, he was arrested at his home. He's still in prison. Two years ago, the Wufaten Gallery exhibited Chen's photos for the first time in Hong Kong as part of its commemoration events. After his arrest, 
Wufaten decided to re-exhibit the photos. Chen has also made a series of paintings about hair. The idea came from a bundle of what looked like hair that he saw on the ground in Tiananmen Square. He says he didn't dare to look close to see if it was just hair or someone's head. It's an image he can't get out of his mind. Yan 即是歷史是能夠避免的呢,這樣。咁即係其實,即係呢啲都應該本身係攞翻出嚟去討論啦。Li Chongfeng was only 5 years old in 1989 and has no direct memories of what happened that day. He says that not having such strong memories is actually very important to him as he believes they would create an unhealable wound. It wasn't until he entered university that he came to realize the full meaning of the protest. As one of the organizers of Wufa Ten, he feels that Hong Kong is still very lucky to have freedom of speech and hopes that the truth of the Tiananmen Square protest can continue being passed to the younger generation without distortion. Welcome back. In part one, we looked at two individuals who actually were present at the time of the Tiananmen Square crackdown 25 years ago. But today's Hong Kong artists, even those who may have been barely old enough to know what was going on at the time, are also determined not to forget.
and they have been remembering it through the web-based Tomorrow 64 exhibition and a series of accompanying events. In Hong Kong, 25 artists create 25 artworks to commemorate the 25th anniversary of June the 4th, 1989. But the commemoration goes beyond static artworks. As it has done for the past three years, the curator of Tomorrow 64, Casey Wong, took to the streets on his don't-want-to-remember, dare-not-to-forget bicycle in the company of fellow artists. Today 當時八十年代來說,內地是一個奢侈品 啊,學生被殺死的時候,個單車就發揮咗運送嗰啲傷者去醫院的時候的角色。
咁我作為一個市民，係咪淨係可以透過呢啲政黨啊或者組織去表現自己嘅情感咧？我覺得係藝術係可以幫到呢一個缺口，呢、這個情感嘅缺口。而九十後可能全係透過論述啊或者書本啊，先至可以知道。咁佢亦都好複雜嘅喎，即係佢亦因為佢冇親身經歷過。佢亦都可能唔同意呢種大中華思想，咁所以藝術就允許好多唔同嘅人咧，用佢自己裏面內部好複雜嘅情感，可能係悼念啦，可能係、呃呃、追溯翻以前嘅歷史啦，可能係、呃、去、呃、一種抗爭啦，要爭取啲乜嘢啊咁樣樣。所以、呃、除咗呢啲政黨嘅。口號之外，其實藝術係一種文化同埋一種即係思考方式咯。咁我覺得、呃、我哋做到。活法廳嗰條路線咧，就係由由埋啲活法廳啦，一路踩去誒廣東道啦，然後嚟到呢度誒呢個自由展示尖沙咀文化中心呢個廣場。咗用傳統話喺畫廊四縫八唱做藝術品嗰種方式，因為,因為去嘅人實在好少啊，即係好快咁樣樣啊睇到啲資訊，當然亦都有好快好快好多資訊啦。咁所以網上會、呃、探討翻八,八九文運啊六四誒呢啲咁嘅事咧，就、呃、來得更加方便咯。所以就建立咗呢個明日六四嘅網站。好似當時八九嘅時候，即係內地追求民主，而家我哋香港就係冇啊嘛！我哋香港就係民主大倒退啊嘛！同埋又同一時間覺得係即係我哋嘅權利好似變成一種奢侈咁樣樣，咁係有啲令人擔心。香港。
香港人覺醒越嚟越多，亦都為自己嘅城市爭取越嚟越強咯。到最後希望中共內地啦尊重翻我哋香港人。我、哦、我見到、呃、我咁嘅年紀七十後咧就係、是、小眾咯，大部分都係八十後啊九十後啊咁嘅樣。咁我都好開心見到即係咁多我哋香港咁多年青人肯去身體力行咁去參與咯。